now, time for seafood news. You're listening to the Seafood News Podcast, brought to you by another podcast, Mentech's new podcast, Agri-Food for Thought with Jamie Chadwick and Simon Duke. Released bi-weekly, this new podcast for agriculture and food professionals features market insights, trends, and news. You can listen to the Agri-Food for Thought podcast on SoundCloud and Spotify. I'm Seafood News Managing Editor Amanda Buckle, and today my co-host Lauren and I are excited to welcome Andy Diamond, the president of Angry Crab Shack, to the podcast. Angry Crab Shack opened their first location in Mesa, Arizona in 2013, and today is celebrating an impressive 10 years in business. Over the years, the brand has opened up franchise restaurants in Alabama, Arizona, Georgia, Nevada, Texas, and Washington. And this year, they even expanded outside the U.S., opening their first international location in London, England. We talked to Andy about Ingrid Krabschak's past, present, future, and more. Take a listen. Andy, welcome to the Seafood News Podcast. Thank you. Uh, it's <laughs> nice to, to meet you guys. Thanks for We're having not me. sure yet, but by the end of it, you'll <laughs> <will> be. <laughs> no, we'll be friends by the end, I promise. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, we are very excited to have you on the podcast to talk about Angry Crab Shack because this was a big year for the brand. Uh, Angry Crab Shack is celebrating a decade of seafood excellence and uh, you've pretty much been there from the beginning, right, Andy? Yeah. Angry uh, Crab Shack opened in November of 2013 and I came uh, to work with Ron and Angry Crab Shack in basically February 1st of 2014. So about two and a half months after uh, Ron Liu uh, founded Angry Crab Shack and opened the first one in Mesa, I came on to uh, help him out with the financials and corporate infrastructure. So since we're so close to the holidays, we're going to pull some pages from the Christmas Carol and act as ghosts of the past, present, and future. Andy, take us back to the beginning when Angry Crab Shack was just a new Cajun restaurant in Mesa, Arizona. Tell us about some of those early challenges that you had and when you knew this concept was bigger than Arizona. Yeah, so, you know, when I came on, I initially was was brought on to create the financial infrastructure. When I first met Ron, we started talking and questions I said, well, what are your sales? Like, you know, do you have a PL I can look at? And he's like, no, all the sales are in the POS system, point of sale system. And I'm like, well, what about expenses? And he kind of pointed to about five boxes of receipts. <laughs> so I spent the first six months of, of my life creating the financial statements from the build out, uh, which took about four or five months to do through the first three or four months of, of it being open. So a lot of my work, you know, in doing that, I had a good understanding of what was selling, what sales were, expenses, uh, where I could help them cut expenses, um, where I thought they needed to beef up things like, you know, insurance, liquor liabilities, find some credit card vendors that maybe could give lower rates. Uh, So I I got a very good snapshot of what was going on um, from opening. And it was a little difficult because when we first started Angry Crab Shack and when Ron first started, no big food supplier, the Cisco's, you know, in the world, they weren't buying a ton of shrimp, snow crab and king crab. So we were having to go to Restaurant Depot and other grocery stores for a lot of our shrimp, king crab and snow crab and having to go multiple times because our freezer space wasn't big enough. Because when we first opened, we only had about 3,500, 4,000 square feet. And so we were going multiple times on Fridays and Saturdays uh, to stock for the week and then, you know, throughout the weekend. So it was very hands on. Uh, So a lot of it was learning. 
And I mean, you're going through a ton of growing pains, right? You are first hire a bunch of people, you know, you get them trained, but then you're growing. So you got to hire more people. And, you know, then it became, okay, as we're getting bigger and bigger, we need to get, you know, more managers in place. So we, so myself and some of the other people, you know, Ron and, uh, some of the other people that we had, you know, back then running the operations uh, to start looking at second locations and third locations and keeping our eye on the big picture of what we are as a brand and to make sure that everything we're doing from here going forward makes sense for Angry Crab Shack. I mean, that includes how we name menu items, what items we put on the menu, what we're saying in our advertising, what are you know, uh, even how the servers speak to our guests. We use guests, not customers, because that's what Angry Crab Shack is. We're welcoming guests into our restaurant, just like we're welcoming them into our house. That's great. I don't know if you have kids, but it sounds like, you know, you have one kid and it's it's crazy. And then you're like, never doing this again. Then, you know, it wears off and you're like, let's do another one. And then after the second or third, you're like, let's keep going. <laughs> it just you snowballs know, I, from there. Personally, I personally don't have any kids, but I feel like I have 500 kids. Right, right. right. All the employees <laughs> feel like feel like children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you keep you keep talking about Ron. Um, just for our listeners who don't know uh, who Ron is, uh, Ron Liu is the founder of Angie Crab Shack, and he's a former NFL player. And and it sounds like he's he's very hands on. Is that is that accurate to say? Ron Liu, he was in the restaurant business, obviously before Angie Crab Shack. He had a Chinese restaurant. Uh, in Chandler, Arizona for 20 some years. So Angry Crab Shack is a blend of Asian Cajun flavors uh, to make our signature sauces. So, you know, Ron's a first generation Chinese American. He was the first uh, Chinese American to play in the NFL when he was drafted by the Houston Oilers in the 70s. And later went on to play with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And so he was in the kitchen a lot, combining what he knew from uh, his Chinese restaurant and from his background, also for his love of seafood, because he always did a lot of seafood at his Chinese restaurant, live seafood, lobster, Jones crab, perch, uh, sea bass, uh, you know, everything like that. So uh, he was very instrumental in the initial menu, the kitchen part. We're sourcing a lot of the seafood. Ron also builds out all the restaurants. So working with all the contractors, you know, coming up with the plans, like he loves building restaurants. I told him one time ago, Ron, you realize you have the most expensive hobby out there. <laughs> like you love to build restaurants. It's, it's what But not many people do. make money from their hobby. So keep there it up. There you on. go. Yeah, up, very, that's, that, that's very true. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we were all very hands-on, uh, and then probably four or five years into it is when he sort of probably stepped back a little bit when we were our second year into it, we made a deal with, with Cisco, who's our major food provider. And they started bringing in all the seafood that we do in bulk, the king crab, the snow crab, all the different kinds of shrimp. So that sort of took a little bit from him, you know, but he still kept his hands on it. Before when we got shrimp in, it came in 20 pound blocks. We'd have to defrost the 20 pounds, prep them out into individual one pound packs and then refreeze them. Ron went to a food show in 2017 and convinced a supplier to do things in one pound packs. So now we save so much time and labor you know, by the fact that we're getting this shrimp in and they're already into one pound packs, we don't have to spend the time defrosting them and, you know, making the one pound packs and then refreezing them. So uh, he still keeps his hands on some things, but again, it's that, you know, that higher level of seeing, okay, this is what we can do to make things efficient. 
And, you know, this is what we're going to do. Now you're going to go and carry it out, but this is what I want you to do. Yep. Well, and, and that's the reason why you guys are celebrating 10 years. So let's shift gears to the present. Um, this okay. year is the first time that Angry Crab Shack expanded outside of the U.S. and it's opened yep. its first international location in London. Andy, tell us why London and what has the reception been like so far? Yeah, so London sort of came so, sort of a surprise. I mean, we started franchising in 2017, but it was mostly in Arizona. And then in 2020, we opened up our first location outside of Arizona and Orange Beach, Alabama. So since we've expanded to Nevada and Henderson, just right outside of Las Vegas, uh, we're in Atascacita, Texas, which is outside of Houston. We're in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, we just opened up about three weeks ago in Everett, Washington, which is just outside of Seattle. So, you know, London came along, we had a group that contacted us. I think it was 2022. They said, we came into town over Easter and went to six of your locations and noticed that everything tasted the same and felt the same. And this is something we'd like to bring to, to London. So that immediately started, you know, the conversations of the logistics, what would happen, because obviously you're dealing with all new sourcing of all new products, you know, menu items may change. Uh, obviously, it's a different country. So, you know, there's different habits of Europeans and Americans. So it went into a lot of discussions and came to an agreement, a three-store development deal with this group. So the first one is in London in Piccadilly Square. Um, let's end it up with, with the last question. Andy, a lot can change in 10 years. Um, and we had to deal with COVID-19 pandemic during that time. Uh, what has been the most significant change Angry Crab Shack, or even just the restaurant industry in general, has experienced since your doors first opened in 2013? Ah, wow. I mean, obviously, COVID was the biggest impact. Uh, I mean, we've always been a company of innovation. We've always said, never be satisfied with what's already been achieved. So you've got to keep striving for improvement. It's our vision statement, right? That's that's us. It's not our mission. That is our vision. We always want to be going forward. We always want to be a leader in the industry, not someone that's following. So that's something we've always done with our menu. I mean, we started out with a small menu of basically just seafood and po' boys and some appetizers. Now we have cheeseburgers, chicken sandwiches, shrimp and grits, jambalaya, salads, uh, like garlic noodle bowls. Uh, so we've really expanded our menu. The second thing that we did is we have some pre-made boil bags for people, like the Shack Trio, which is very popular, which is shrimp, lobster tail, and snow crab. So we put boils together that we think our guests would like, but we also give them the option to create their own. So if they want a pound of shrimp and a half pound of snow crab, they're able to do that. They want to put mussels in there, lobster tail. They're able oh, to create cool. whatever they want, however they want it. They can sauce it and spice it just the way they like it. I, so, I saw that on their website. I was, and I was going to ask you, what's what's the spiciest you've gone? What's your spice level? <laughs> me, per, uh, I stopped at three. I'm originally from Kansas City. So, uh, you know, three is where I'm at. A lot of people like three and then get the ghost pepper on the side. Okay. Uh, and then there's just some crazy people that will eat six. Uh, and I just, I don't understand it. But That's we always have one. milk, <laughs> ice cream, or ranch available if they if they need to, uh, you know, kind of tone down the, uh, the, the spice. The website says order uh, at your own risk, which I love. <laughs> right. So, I, I mean, in, in all of this is... What will never change in the restaurant biz business is connecting with your guests and giving them what they want. What has changed is how that's going to happen. So obviously with COVID, 
Uh, we never did third-party delivery. We do it now. You know, with, with DoorDash and, and Uber Eats and online ordering, uh, because people got used to getting food, having it delivered to them or ordering it, going to pick it up and bringing it, bringing it home. So that was one big change that we made. The other one is how we connect to people's social media. Social media is so important. Instagram, TikToks, Facebook, Yelp, you know. Google Analytics, everything that's out there, uh, you have to be able to connect your guests in various in various ways. So one thing that we have coming on, um, we sort of started obviously our technology. We first started with something we called Crab Lab, which is basically a information center for our franchise partners. It's a resource center. It has recipes, all the training materials, everything they would need to, to learn, marketing tips, management tips, because when franchise owners come in for their training and then leave, they may forget some of the stuff. Even if they're here for five or six weeks, you know, when they get back, they need refresher courses. So this crab lab is a way they can go and get the information that they need, you know, and not have to feel like they have to call us if they have every single question. We've sort of extended that way with something we're doing with, on social media and we're calling it Crab Connect. It's going to be rolling out here in the next month or so. And what it does is basically it streamlines a way that our franchise partners can connect to their guests. It's a one-stop platform that they can connect to all social media platforms and respond to any guest complaints, any guest compliments, any guest questions. And it also allows us to build marketing templates for the franchise partners that they can just pull over and then put in the specials that they're doing. It makes our brand's advertising more consistent and allows them you know, to use the advertising that is really brand-centric. Obviously, something along with that, and we talked about it, you know, before a little bit is AI. We want to make sure we have some automatic responses. When someone says, can I see a menu? The answer is yes, this is where it is. What are your hours? So certain responses that that the guests have that don't ha do not have to wait for someone to get on and answer it, just simple answers, then it always follows up. Did I answer your question? If the guest says no, that location gets contacted to get online and to respond to guests because we didn't answer their question. So it's really Craft Connect is to find an efficient way to uh, connect with all our guests, you know, in a one-stop shop and be able to answer questions as quickly as possible. Because the worst thing that you can do for a guest is they say, can I see a menu? And then 30 minutes later, they get a response. Like right. that just can't happen. Yeah. I'm hungry now. <laughs> Let me see it. <laughs> no, you guys have really thought of everything and and I love to see it. You're setting yourself up for success, not only on the, the guest side, but on the franchisee side as well. So that's, that's great to see. Anything else you want to boast for the future of what's coming for, for Angry Crab Shack? Yeah. I mean, at our 10, we had a 10 year anniversary party on November 22nd, day before Thanksgiving. And uh, so it was sort of smaller. It was really for our vendors, our employees that have been with us because we've had employees that have been with us eight or nine years, hourly employee servers that just love their job and, and want to stay. Uh, you know, we did a, a drone show as a surprise for, for Ron. He had no idea it was coming. I can actually email it to you if you guys want to see it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. And, you know, at the end, we said cheers to the next 10 years. So, you know, we are looking forward to the next 10 years, just like we were the original 10 years. We're not changing. And, you know, we might change in the way we do things, but we're never going to change who we are. Thank you so much for, for taking us to the past, present, and future with Inger Crab Shack. And, and we're looking forward to, to seeing more from you guys in 2024.